Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry, feathered, or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Welcome, class, to episode 106 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking of pets is barely enough, but no talking in class. I am your home learning teaching coordinator, Dr. Robbie Anderton, and now we'll take roll call. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. Fry, 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 Kirkham. Present. Present Kirkham. Hey, Lewis, how you going, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I was trying to channel a little bit of, uh, you'd get, yeah, you'd be able to pick the, pick the show from that because it's not a scary one. Yeah, you know, you'd be uh, right with uh, Ferris Bueller's, something like that. There you go. Dave. Yeah, yeah. Camille picked it. She was, um, she saw it while I was typing it up this morning. She's going, Daddy, is that from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? He's like, yeah, it certainly is. So um, we watched we watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off with, uh, with the kids the other day. Um, we also watched, um, uh, watched the Blues Brothers as well, which is a little, uh, a li- yeah. a little racy. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of blue language in there, Lewis, that I um, hadn't really uh, remembered, given that the last time I watched it was, uh, wasn't with uh, kids. And so then when you're watching it with kids and you're going to go, oh, you know, got to kind of watch it. Actually, we're watching um, uh, last night. We're watching Bill and Ted's uh, Excellent Adventure, and at one point where Napoleon is uh, bowls a ball and it goes into the gutter, and he starts shouting "Mad, mad, 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 mad!" But then they come up with the with the subtitles with the captions. So I quickly <laughs> ran forward and put a pillow up in front of the bottom of the TV, right? And so they just got to see Napoleon sitting there banging, then going "Mad, mad, mad" without knowing what it was for. What are you doing, Daddy? Ah, oh, you know. I just didn't want to didn't want you to see what the translation was, Ruben. That's all. Well, Ferris Bueller, mate, Deb's favorite one of Deb's favorite movies, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And I mean, I I remember seeing it, but it wasn't really my kind of movie at the time. We thought Deb thought, oh, the kids will love this, you know. Let's um, yeah, let's and uh, I could, I was just a bit bored by it. I think just wasn't bored. You know, it wasn't 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 snappy enough, you know. wasn't wasn't you know, today's sort of thing. They're, they're more. You know, instant family or trolls or something like that. I think it just, just, just didn't quite cut it for them. Well, it, it can, and it's interesting you say that because back for for us, you know, like there wasn't there wasn't special effects, there wasn't the bright colours and things like that. Like it was, you know, you had to go on character development and you know, um, you know, just just fun and you know, and and also that relativity of like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be great to be the cool person at school? It's like, well why don't these kids have phones? Why aren't they just shooting each other Instagram messages? Why aren't they on TikTok? You know, I guess it's hard, but because but, my kids are um, uh, being younger than your girls, they, they, they sort of like we're in the part where in Ferris Bueller's where they're going down in the, um, uh, the, the street um, festival at the end, you know, and they shake it up. You know, um, my kids love that. They're just going, yeah. Oh wow. How cool is that? You know, but I can see for teenage girls, they're sitting there going, yeah, this is all a little bit weird, Mum and Dad. What are you making us watch this for? Yeah, even Best in Show put on Best in Show, which we think is hilarious. Needed a lot of explanations, you know. Oh, two left, two left feet. It's yeah, a bit dry. Yeah, a bit, 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 dry, bit dry for 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 young kids. I would have thought. Yeah, the Best yeah. in Show, you know. But yeah, you know, well, that's me, right. and Deb, 
I mean, Deborah, cracking ourselves hilarious every time you watch it. It's funny, but anyway. So, how's your week going, mate? How you been? <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've uh, you know, had a had an uh, just a, a keeping the lights on kind of uh, week at work at the moment. We've had. Um, you know, we still, as we we're discussing last week, still go on the team A, team B approach. We're actually swap, switching back from that this week where community spread here in Victoria has dropped right off and we feel like we're doing a pretty good job of trying to help to limit the exposure of our staff. So we're trying to get back to where we can try and start offering people their normal hours again and try and see whether or not we can start to pick the business up again. Because, you know, we were talking uh, off air um, about how different, you know, different clinics are finding it, uh, you know, busy or quiet depending on, I guess, the demographics of their, of their clientele. So um, you, you were saying that you have been, you've been pretty flat out this week. Well, yeah, I'm back a week from, uh, from being on holidays and it was absolutely, oh, course, yeah. Yeah, absolutely manic, you know, like I, I don't, I think as I've you know, reached middle age, I think I'm not as well as, uh, I'm not as good as I am at, at coping with the, uh, change and adaption and certainly the change of, you know, not having owners in the clinic when we're seeing animals really, um, it was really something through you me. a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, we are, we are busy, really, really busy. It seems like everybody's home and noticing things with it, with their animals yes. and that sort of thing. And then, so we, we, um, uh, we have a nurse that goes out, picks the dog up, brings it into the consult dog or cat in the consult room. And then I ring the owner or you're probably doing the same thing. And I'm just really struggling with the phone aspect of it that, you know, realize how much you rely on body language of owners to know that, yeah. you know, you're, you're suggesting a treatment is that, perhaps too expensive or not something they want to do and you can judge that by their body language and adapt you know the sort of things that you're recommending and um certainly that's harder with owners to you know explain to them or even sometimes i like drawing pictures of things it's just not not that option there and um and and you can't get the emotion you know you really got to work on the emotion with your voice to to perhaps show your empathy or or um or whatever it is um but in saying that uh, the the upside yeah yep the upside is Pets only yeah. in the clinic. Love it. Pets only. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. It's, it's called Two Vets Talk Pets, you know, even though we are, you know, angling at owners, you know, but you know, <laughs> um, uh, we... Yeah, I know exactly what you mean with that. And it's interesting for us because we've had, um, so we're still currently going out into the car park because you're, we're, we're lucky enough that we've got a car park where people can park there and we can still maintain a really good wide social distance away from the clients. But we've still been able to do that talking to owners and things like that. And um, I, you know, with the, the vets, if, if they want, they, they're wearing masks and, you know, obviously we're not sort of, not, hanging you know really close and high-fiving and things like that but we're able to talk from you know meters apart um and and we're we're so we're still being able to sort of keep that um that that sort of social that that um yeah facial features aspect that that is as you say we're so reliant on um because it's amazing how different is like a it's like when you're trying to send a text message, you know, you, you know, you send the wrong word or the wrong emphasis and you go, well, hang on, is that person, you know, is that person, you know, um, upset with me or not? It's really hard to tell, but at least if you're talking face to face to someone, it's much easier being able to sort of um, work on that, on that emphasis. Um, and we've been, um, 
I've been, I've been putting through a lot of payments as well, Lewis, you know, like in order to try and sort of work out how we try and, uh, uh, how we try and sort of save time. I've been, you know, dashing the FPOS machine out there. And so I've been dealing with the FPOS machine, but then the FPOS machine decided that it didn't bother, the Wi-Fi wasn't working. So I was like, well, well, that's a pain in the bum. You know, if we're, we're trying to not take cash and your FPOS machine cacks itself, that's kind of tough. You yeah, know, that's we, a pain we had in the, the machine. Up. We had the machine go down early in the week. That wasn't fun. <laughs> that wasn't fun. It's, um, you know, FPOS machines are not working in vet clinics. It'd be kind of like if we vets had to come to work and all the prednisolone in the world disappeared. You know, we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, no, um, very reliant on it. Have you had anyone complain about what you're doing yet, Lewis? Oh, look, I think probably actually my very first concert, I'm sure, just something we didn't click. I couldn't couldn't get across the owner. You know, the, uh, they wanted the heart, they wanted a the worming injection that they got every year, and I was trying to yeah. explain to them, well, it's not a worming injection, and you haven't had it for three years anyway. It only does heartworm; it doesn't do all the worms. And I, despite me saying it several times, they couldn't get that across. And, yeah, and that was my very first concert. I thought, gee whiz, how many months of this am I gonna? You know, I, I just can't get this across. This person it was terrible. So. Uh, yeah, that was. I'm sure that person. I, I kept looking at Google, checking for reviews after that. I thought, yep, that'll, that'll, be, my, <laughs> that'll be my review for the day. And then I've yes. also had somebody who uh, yeah, couldn't believe that they couldn't come in the clinic. So at the door, you know, if the door wasn't locked, they would have pushed in and and uh, pretending they couldn't hear. And oh, my phone's gone flat and all this stuff. Really wanted to get in the clinic, so I had a little bit of that. But um, yeah. yeah, most people, I think, I, I tend to you know, when I get on the phone, I just sort of. Now I think saying to them, look, thank you so much for your patience with everything we're trying to do. And they're very appreciative yeah. of us. You know, that'd be 95% of clients, I reckon. How about yourself? Yeah, so um almost almost 100 percent happiness, Lewis. You know, of where people are, oh my goodness, thank you so much. You know, it's good on you for being open, good on you for doing all these things. Almost to the point where when owners are ringing up, we've had some actually saying, what are you doing? You know, what are you doing in order to check? Oh, well, we do, 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 do all this stuff. Um but we opened up uh, Easter Saturday. So Lynn and I, Lynn, my practice manager and I came in. Um, we thought, well, look, we'll just, you know, open up for a few hours, which we're only going to be doing anyway, just in case anyone needs some stuff or someone's got an emergency. Um, and the first phone call that I took at, uh, at night, 10 past nine, um, someone ringing up that came in on the Thursday night. You know, I just want to complain about the fact of, uh, you know, I wasn't allowed in the clinic. You know, you, you gave me a bill of, you know, however many much, mm. I don't even know whether or not the dog got the injections that you made mm. me pay for. Surely I'd be allowed to just sit in the waiting room with the door open and I can watch and see what's going on mm. from the waiting room. So, so I, um, I, I thought, well, there's two ways in which I can play this. I thought either I can try and explain to this person why it is we're doing it. Or I can say, well, I'm really sorry that you're that you're unhappy with the service that we provided. Um, we're trying to do our best to try and keep everyone happy and everyone safe. Thank you very much for your feedback. We'll catch you again next time. So I thought I'd go for the latter one. And so Lynn, Lynn, Lynn's standing next to me, just going like she's she's got this look on her face, going, what, what are these yeah. people talking about? What's going on? And so you know, I just got no, I had a, a smile on my face yeah. all the time. Listening, I'm, oh no, well, look, thank you very much for letting us know. And you know, I I understand that it's hard, and and you know, I, I thank you very much for letting us know. We'll, we'll take your 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 yeah. uh, your thoughts on board. Thank you very much. And Lynn's going, geez, I'm glad I didn't get them. I would have ripped shreds through them. And I thought, yeah, look, I I wanted to because. I really believe in all this stuff that we're doing and I think we're doing it for the right reasons. And so to have someone turn around and go, oh, mm. 
it's like, geez, we really don't need that. So, but no, just smile on my face, dead bat it. And then, you know, thank you very much. Move on, you know? So, but that's the one person we've had. That's great. I think you, you got to focus on the positives, mate, that, that most people really appreciate that we're still out there doing our best, trying to keep everyone safe, trying to keep ourselves safe and healthy, um, doing our bit for the community, looking after the animals. It's, um, it was interesting. We had a, a behaviour journal club during the week and normally, uh, normally we, as you know, we meet up for a month and, and we didn't do it this yep. time. We just did, did it over Zoom. Um, and you know, we're just chatting about COVID really. We didn't do a journal or anything. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and one of the, one of the vets said, oh, it's amazing. You know, that, that people see us take, they really trust us that they can, they give us their animal. They go inside behind the closed doors. We give them injection or whatever we give them. And they just trust that we've done what we said we're going to do. And I said, yeah, it's good that we're on the same level as mechanics now. That's great. <laughs> Of course, I never even thought of it. It yeah. is absolutely, yeah. And, yeah. and I guess that's the point with um with when we're doing even surgeries and things like that because it's not something that we're doing in front of the clients. You know, like a um the the old adage of it doesn't matter how good your surgery is that you do inside the animal. It's only the stitches that the owner see. That's the only uh the only evidence of what the owner sees that you've actually done. You know, so um so yeah, it is absolutely that. And I guess if it's not um if, if you're not doing a, a thing where um, if you, if you haven't pre-established that level of trust, you yeah. know, it's really, really hard to then. And, and that's part of the, I guess the reason for us, well, I'm so grateful that we do have the car park out there because particularly like for, for new clients with new puppies and things like that, it, it's, it's, um, yeah, important to still be able to, I think, to see people in order to try and establish that level of trust. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it's, um, it's a funny old world now, isn't it? You know, um, but it's, uh, you're making that assumption of, yeah, trust me, everything I'm doing is right. It's like with us with the building, like we've got no idea what's going on behind the bloody walls, but we know it's cost a lot of money, but, you know, you've just got to make the assumption that you trust the person that you're dealing with. So Yeah, no, it is, it's all about trust, isn't it, mate? That's definitely. And also yeah. it was raised in, in the Behaviour Club a little bit about the concern. You know, we talked about socialisation of puppies during this time where you, know, you can't get Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yep. The big, big concern that, that was raised as well, as well as separation anxiety, which we might talk about another time, but um, was puppies being not not learning how to play properly was a big issue that they thought might be might be something that shows up that that in those early stages of you know when puppies uh, at the young age going to puppy preschool or playing with other dogs that they're not yeah. learning not no no opportunity at this this age to actually learn to play and what's correct play and what's incorrect play and how you respond to a dog that's not playing properly with me or if I'm not playing properly with you how you respond to me and I thought oh that's really really interesting and I mean there's even that aspect I suppose in the human sort of stuff that although they don't have such a small window where you need that socialization but but all our kids being homeschooled and stuff uh, you know there might be something lacking in that so it's just time will tell it could be generational certainly with animals. generational yeah we're gonna dogs, have a, it could be generational 100 percent. you know especially with the whole um like you know we'll, we'll probably go through a time of where you know we, we may see a lot of a lot of dogs that are struggling with the, with these issues and look back and go oh hang on they were born you know early 2020 well mm. that kind of explains it you know it's a COVID you know, oh, it's puppy a, 
It's a COVID puppy is just yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it's a COVID <laughs> puppy. And so therefore, dot, dot, dot. Um, and, and speaking of weird things, you know how we always say about, um, you know, that you'd never want to be uh, a pet of a, of a vet or a vet nurse. Um, yep. So so during the week, um, so Wednesday's my surgery day. I knew I had a lot of surgery. I knew we had a lot of consults. And we're still down to the, um, you know, down to the sort of the, the skeleton nursing stuff. And so Wednesday morning, uh, Melvin, the cat, he's just started sneezing. I really got him out. And he is just sneezing up an absolute <sighs> freaking storm, right? Not, and, was, oh, he, crap. Sne- was he sneezing into his elbow? It's not the corona. He, he wasn't. It might have been the Rona. That's what we were worrying about, you know. It might have been the Rona. Um, so and then and then all of a sudden blood started coming out of his nose, right? And we're thinking, oh crap, oh. crap. And so and so in the back of my head, I'm thinking, oh geez, I'm going to have to take him in. I'm going to have to knock him out. I'm going to have to take an X-ray. You know, work out how the hell I'm going to get a biopsy, and then try and tell my kids that are already <laughs> going through all this trauma. Sorry, kids, your cat's your cat's got a tumor up its nose. This is really bad. So this is all the things that are going through my head, right? It's not a tumor. And, it's not a tumor. It's not and a so tumor. Then, <laughs> <laughs> so then um, Christina's going, she's going, oh, look, can you help me? We're trying to clean him up. We're trying to sort all this stuff out. Um, and then all of a sudden, I saw something sort of sitting on the side of his face, right? So I'm just going to send you through a message now, right, just to show you what it was. Because then I noticed the thing that was coming out of his mouth or coming out of his nose. And so then I grabbed it out. Has the message come through to you yet? No, it's a bit of a delay. Where are you sending it? My phone? Bit of a delay. Send it through yeah. to your phone. That's all right. We'll, we'll wait a minute. Oh, there we go. Yep, yep. One image. Here we go. Oh, is that a blade of grass? Oof. That is a blade of grass oh, that Melvin not sneezed out. It's not a tumor. It's not, it's not a, a tumor. tumor. <laughs> not a tumor. Thank goodness. So they just clean him out. up. Sneeze that out. And, you know, in, so in amongst the blood and the sneezing, I saw this little thing that was sitting there. There you go. There it is. We'll put that up on the on the socials so everyone can say, yeah, we'll put it, we'll put it, we'll, we'll blur it out, Lewis, and we'll say, if you want to see what this is, you know, you'll have to, you'll listen. have to, you know, get get on and listen and see what's going on. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was so that was interesting. First time I pulled a blade, I, I pulled plenty of blades of grass out of his bum, but not one out of his nose yet. So. Did you have a little chat that, that you know you don't you don't normally snort grass you um you, you smoke grass yeah we, we 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 did have a talk about that we were talking about you know the the best way of trying to deal with white powder you know, <laughs> and that if he's feeling if he's needing to snort something and he's a little bit stressed out you know in this time with all the kids being home and being homeschooled maybe we need to uh you know get get some white powder for him but that's what you snort you don't actually snort the grass the grass is a different a different thing and also trying to work out where where he's been getting in contact with his dealer because he's probably not keeping up the social distancing either Lewis. No, he's, he's going out and meeting his dealer. No, hey, maybe it good. might have been Terence, might have been Terence Trent Darby, a mate from up in Sydney, from the Cat oh. Lovers Show. That might have been his <laughs> the grass guy. Oh, yes, the grass yeah. man. That may, maybe maybe that maybe that maybe that's Melvin's dealer. Haven't you got some of that at home? Is it still alive? You said it kept growing and growing. It is still alive. It's so still kicking along. The, you should sue them. Sue them. Oh. Well, no, I did. I didn't. It didn't cost me any money though, Lewis. So oh. you know, until it cost me money. Well, you know, it's only the, it's only sort of stress rather than anything. Well, that's right. The mental suffering of thinking it's a tumor. It's got to be a tumor. It's a tumor. Terrible. Yeah. This is horrible. <laughs> Actually, um, interesting. So, anyway, so, so that's that's my yeah yeah yeah. We suffered this week. Had a cat come in uh, that was uh, it was some owners that didn't have a lot of money. Uh, came in seen by one of my um, one of the other vets at the clinic and sort of came out the back to me and I sort of lo- looked at it. It was really anemic, really low really pale gums, anemic. 
And uh, and she was sort of like, oh, I'm not sure. Might be, might have a, you know, it looks a bit jaundiced as well. I thought, oh, it's a bit jaundiced too. And um, and uh, looked at it, riddled with fleas. So I thought, oh, oh. Could, be, could be mycoplasma. Which or mycoplasma haemophilus. Yeah, haemophilus or yeah, whatever it's called. It has so many different names. Mycobacterium. All those different things. Yeah. Which is basically like a little uh, bacteria that can get into the blood from passed by fleas between cats um, yep. and causes causes red cells to pop. And I thought, oh, maybe it is. So I didn't have a lot of money, couldn't do the special test, but I did a little blood smear myself. And I thought, yeah. oh, I think I've actually seen this on the side, which is really, really rare to see to the listeners. Um, yeah. So I had a look under the Some microscope. Little, little blue spots on the um on the on the periphery of the red blood cells or the little um the little pale um pale spots. Yeah, and uh and so I thought, oh, I think that might be it. So I actually did a little smear and um, and we, oh, we understand it. Yeah. I had a look myself. I thought, oh, I reckon it is. I sent it off to the pathologist. Comment from the pathologist, not saying I'm, I'm anything special. Uh, it's very rare to see mycoplasma on a blood smear, but I'm 90% certain that this is mycoplasma on the blood smear. I was Whoa. like, there we there go. There you go. Yep, nice. Just call me it. Uh, Kirk and the, uh, the pathologist, mate. There it is. Nice. Nice. The and blood, ne- the blood parasite man. Yeah, I never look at blood smears either, so I was a pretty lucky one. <laughs> so there you um, go. How old was the cat? How old uh, was the good cat? Good question. Uh, middle age, I think. Nothing, nothing too old. Yeah, uh, yeah, I forget the um, age. Because yeah. I, I used to see a lot of those when I worked in Frankston. Um, I used right. to see a lot of um, mycoplasma haemophiliuses and, and associated anemias and things. Um, yeah. And uh, and occasionally um, those cats would actually be FIV positive as well. Um, yeah. And that that was something where then you go, oh, crap, hang on. That's a reason why you know, their immune system's a bit crap. And then they've been uh, they've, they've been more likely to pick up this, um, this organ. Also, it's in an area where less people are treating for fleas and you've got more cats with FIV. And so that's a, yeah. it's much, much easier spread around, but geez, that'd be pretty uncommon in, um, in Port Melbourne. Well, I thought so. I mean, I did, uh, cause it's, it's a complicated issue. I think the, the vet who saw it is a friend of the family or something. And I'm not sure about the money situation. So I did say, Oh, we should do a test for the retroviruses, make sure we haven't got FIV yeah, or yeah. FELV concurrently as well, which is causing it. So, but I thought that was a good one, mate. I remember seeing a few at sale, but I don't reckon I've ever seen one myself on the slide. So I was very yeah, impressed. Right. I myself a little virtual high five or elbow tap or something like that. No, no, nobody else can pat you on the back, mate, because then they're going to be coming inside your, your sphere of social distancing, oh. you know, you know, sort of a safety zone. So you're just going to have to, you know, pat yourself. I wish we had that at work where such a small clinic is not possible to social distance the clinic, which is another issue <laughs> as well. We are so small. Yeah. It's just not possible. Mm-mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, we move on to sponsors. Absolutely, yeah. So, so that white powder that we were alluding to before—that Melvin probably shouldn't snort, but should get in his food—the um, little little product that we like to call Zilkeen Lewis. Good stuff, mate. Really good, good uh, anxiety lowering uh, supplement that you can give uh, your dog or your cat um, if yes. they've got some mild anxiety. Again, on Journal Club, we were talking a little bit about how uh, they're seeing a few animals that are actually anxious because their owners are home all the time. The change it's out routine. of their routine. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. They're like, and, and, and owners, particularly owners with children and dogs, the children yep. are just harassing the dog the whole time. And it's just not getting mm. a chance to have a sleep and have some time out. So a couple of people saying, yeah, they've actually said to the owner, you need to actually allow your dog space that goes into a room. It can have a nice big sleep during the middle of the day and not be harassed by the kids. And Zilkin might yeah, be helpful yeah. for that too. 
Certainly Definitely. could be. I've been um I've been dishing it out for some people this week with um some cats that are um multi cat households. They've just bought in new cats and uh, and things are uh, a bit uh, tumultuous. So I've been using the uh, using the big the big caps and splitting them up and saying, look, Good. you can you can you know you, you you can split the powder up on a mirror with a credit card if you want, but it's uh, <laughs> that, that's that, that that's up to you. But just don't do it in front of your uh, in front of your window, otherwise your neighbours might start to ask some questions. Did you give them a tutorial in the clinic? Oh, in the car park, in the car park, yeah, yeah. a little tutorial. Yeah, on the on the bonnet of my Ferrari, mate. That was the way that I did it. You know, just well, it's better than just the, like the, you just cut it like this. Better than the shared cubicle on the on the system that might happen in some nightclubs. Well, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I call I call it the Charlie Sheen. You know how you do it. You know you you can either go the full capture, which is the normal way, or you go the Charlie Sheen, where you got to cut it into different lines. Hashtag winning. Yeah, allegedly, anyway, you know, (laughs) allegedly, allegedly, that's the way we do it. So anyway, Zilkeen, that's great, you know, thanks to to Zilkeen. um, And uh, and also thanks to Delicate Care, the food, you know, Australian made, Australian owned, comes in from Perth, shipped over. It's great. Get it from your vet clinic. Gee, they've got some great diets with it too, don't they, Lewis? Tell us a bit about the, um, the sensitive skin and stomach one. Oh, it's a good one, mate. It's one um, one I use for for any dog that I see. That's um, that's just just just. I had one during the week that um, you know the owners have been feeding lots of different things, and they switch from this food to that food, and the dog could still persistently you know intermittent diarrhea, sometimes vomiting. I said, look, yeah. let's, let's let's whack it on a bit of the uh, the skin and the stomach, and it just just really settles them down. You know, just a just a nice sort of bland, not bland, but bland. Well. I haven't tasted it, but but uh, yeah. Um, what is it that makes it so good for skin and stomach oh, dogs, Lewis? It's full of skip, Skippy and Daffy Duck, mate. I think is this what there makes, you it, go. makes it yeah. so good. Yeah, lots, lots, of, lots of great 80s icons. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But but being Australian owned, I think that's that's important. There's a big push these days that we should be using more of our homegrown products. Yes, not absolutely. I, not that I want to get political on this show, but uh, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. Support an Australian industry and buy it from an Australian vet clinic. Or if you're listening to it in Asia, you can still buy an Australian product because it ships all over the world too because it is so damn good. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. And also, there you go. delicate care. Speaking of worldwide, thanks to our Patreon supporters. We, we appreciate you guys. And if, uh, if you like what we do, you want a sticker, you want a, a T-shirt, um, potentially they're not made in Australia, but anyway, we'll send them worldwide. They're ordered from they're they're ordered from Australia and sent from Australia and designed Australia. designed in Australia. Yes, designed in Australia yeah. by Australian vets for worldwide. Yes, right. for, for the worldwide. Yes, but, yeah, yeah. We get global, on pa- global with get, that. Get on Patreon.com. It's just in America and sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> that's worldwide it's global patreon yes. um yes. search for search for two vets talk pets and you'll find us there um yeah, it, so exactly so what, 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 you, week, what are you bringing to the table lewis well this way this is an article actually got uh, found this morning fantastic great i think you know it's, it's good we get some good news some some happy news in this difficult time Love it. so this is from businessinsider.com.au so that's uh it's, well, it's relevant yeah it is yeah we're all good. We're all good animal articles come from. And yeah, absolutely. An animal sanctuary in Silicon Valley called Sweet Farm is letting people pay to get llamas, goats, and other farm animals to tune into their video calls for under US $100. Since launching okay, a service right. called Goat to Meeting, 
last month, Sweet Farm has fielded more than 300 requests for animal cameos and virtual field trips in work, happy hours, and corporate meetings. I reckon we should get oh, it on man. the podcast. Well, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's get a goat on our meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've already got two, mate. We don't need a third yeah, one. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got the sound effects. People can... <laughs> People can pay anywhere from US $65 to US $250 for various interactions with the animals, which include goats, sheep, pigs, cows, turkeys, and llama. llamas, by far the most popular choice. For $65, right. you get a 20-minute virtual tour of the farm for up to six core participants. To book for a bigger meeting, you can pay $100 for a 10-minute am- animal cameo. And Whoa, a cameo. What is it? What's the cameo uh, entail? Uh, let's read on. I might get some idea. Or $250 for a 25-minute virtual tour. Sweet. Whoa. Sweet, who also works in 10 tech. bucks a minute. Sweet. So this must be somebody's name, Sweet. Must be the owner, somebody's That's sweet. the name of the farm. Anna Sweet. Anna, yeah, named after Anna, Anna Sweet. Sweet. Ah. sweet by name, sweet by nature. Isn't it lovely? Oh, well, I'm sure she is. And a sweet idea, I think. Cha-ching. <laughs> um, is there any way that they can, um, like, especially for the $250, Lewis, um, is there any way that they can sort of preempt the meeting and maybe send some uh, some some of the feces of the animals so that they can sort of have that, you know, in, around in the office to give it that real authentic feel, maybe some hay. You know, they could have the hay smell, maybe some cut grass smell, and just a little, a little punnet of some of the llama feces there just to give it that real... A real authentic touch because let's face it, that's what you're going to miss from a a, a virtual farm visit. Well, there is a, there is a note here that for for a fee, cha ching, they will you can um, you can post them your shoes, and right, they'll good. and they'll step those shoes in some llama poo and then post them back ready for your meeting. So you can put Fancy. them on and walk is, around the how house. How good is that? You can walk around the house wow. on your on your shag pile carpet with your llama poo, and it'll be just like what coming home from the farm. That's the thought of it. Well, one other thing that I've thought of with them, Lewis, and I'm happy for the Sweet Valley, you know, um, uh, Miss Sweet. Get, you know, might be, is it is it Gary Sweet's daughter, the um, the Australian soap actor's daughter? Is that who is no, running this farm in Silicon no, I Valley? Think, I think it's the author of the Sweet Valley High book series. Oh, really? Yeah, Very good. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. Or, or and is, um, did any of her family play in the um, in the seventies um, glam band Sweet? You know, any no. any of those guys? No. What did they sing, Robbie? Um, that's a good question. Um you know, um put you on the I was ballroom it was ballroom blitz. Is that ballroom Are blitz? You, really? Yeah. The yeah. man in the man in the back said everyone attack and they go into the ballroom blitz. I'm sure. I'm just gonna look that up. Is it um, sweet as in sweet or is like sweet mate? Is that one? Or or is it this one? Uh, can you hear that one? Uh, no, that's that's Is that's that sweet child of mine. Oh, sorry, mate. Wrong one. Right, yeah, no, no that's sweet child of mine. Yeah. yeah, right. Ball. Yeah, the ballroom blitz and sweet. Yeah, I thought I was right. You're right. Uh, well the, done. The man at the back there. You go. Um. So anyway, so so um, a, a thing for Gary Sweet and and the band, the Sweet's daughter. Right. What they could do on top of the two hundred and fifty dollar option, they could also send um sell little virtual bags of um of food, and so for an extra ten dollars, right. They could a little hand could come over. So I'm going to pretend what it's like here, right? So yeah. imagine you, you see this, on the right? And then someone coming. 
No, well, no, but I'm just going to um, imagine that I've got so I've got our name tags from the other people that work here, right? Imagine then, you know, I'm the I'm the llama, and over comes the virtual hand, and and it just sort to of see it getting oh. drawn down there to, to feed them. So then oh. that way, you can. Oops, I've lost lost your internet there. Can't hear. Can't hear me. Can you hear me now? I got got you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What happened there, mate? What a dickhead! I just I dropped something on the on the keyboard, and then. It, uh, I think all it hit was caps lock, and it turns out if you hit caps lock, right, it shuts you Go out on. of the Zoom meeting, Lewis. It's unbelievable. Go on. It's like, just listen to a few songs while you're gone for a minute there, mate. Oh, that's good. That's good. We could, we should have worked that in with our um, the break that we take. But anyway, that's fine. You know, we're, we're, how crap sweet Home Alabama. Oh, Sweet Home Alabama. There we go. That's another well, sweet yeah. song. Yeah, there you yeah. go. There you go. So anyway, yeah, you're talking about the food stuff. Well, yeah, well, interesting. Sweet, who also works tech in Silicon Valley, founded Sweet right. Farm as a non-profit animal rescue and sanctuary designed to connect people to where the food comes from. So the interesting thing is linked in with you can have your Zoom meeting with the llama and then you can get you can order Uber Eats from the farm that you've just witnessed. Yeah, Isn't you that can a good, that's a good little side hustle. You can pick the llama that's going to turn into your llama burger. Exactly. I see. I see exactly. what you're saying there. Yeah, right. You know, and, and they, isn't that a great idea? Wow. So forget you know? forget feeding the llamas. The llamas are feeding you. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe then it's a, they've got a little thing where you know instead of the the food dropping down, they've actually got like a rifle that comes out you know through the thing, and so you just got to wait until it lines up, and then you press enter, and then the trigger pulls, and psh, yeah, there you go. No problems. Your llama will be with you in five minutes. Well, I think on the yeah, on the reverse aspect though, I think if if, um, if the meeting's not going so well, there is an aspect where what they do is that is the llama will spit at the screen, and then out of the screen comes you know someone someone comes over and spits spits at you too, just like a llama spitting. It's it's like the it's like the four DX version of the cinemas where they've got the thing where you've got you know the the seats that tilt and the you know it sprays water and things like that at your feet. How good's that? Is there yeah, an extra? It's an extra thing you can get for your Mac. Because I'm just trying to check from on the back of my thing here whether or not there's a a little section there where the llama can spit out at me. Yeah, my favourite joke, dad joke in those 4D things. You know, so you're going in the roller coaster, roller coasters going up and down, the chairs moving around, then you go down into the water. Yeah. And the spray comes up and sprays everyone. You know, you sort of get a bit west. Love doing a sneeze right at that time. Jeez, that gets everyone. And chew it like oh. Coming in, coming in, Lewis is not, not very corona friendly. Yeah, that was the that was the days where you didn't have to sneeze into your elbow. Yeah, you know, the good old days we used to call it. Lewis. Yeah, the, when we were free and loose and could just sneeze wherever we wanted to. Wherever we wanted to, you know, you just open your wallet, sneeze in it, then hand someone over a twenty for your for your packet of virtual llama food while you're paying for someone, you know, for a llama that you're going to eat at your next meeting. That's right for your popcorn surprise at the four D cinema. <laughs> So there you go, mate. If, nice. if you're interested in booking a go-to meeting, you can go to the Sweet Farms website and fill out a form and, uh, and hook up for your goat meeting, hey? There, so wow. there you go. These modern times, Lewis, who thought that we were going to be in trouble with, with being uh, socially isolated when you can uh, still get access to a goat on your computer? Oh no! Oh no! Or two goats on a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I suggest that if you are sort of googling um, goat and Zoom, yeah, maybe maybe be a little bit careful. There might be some, some issues there that you might end up with a at, at a different 
goat-based website, maybe, Lewis. I don't know. That's your, You seem to be you're signalling to me to say to, to try and make make sure people are careful what website they're zooming at. What do you, what, have you had really? something else happen there, Lewis? You know? Have you had some issues searching? I, I thought you had I, issues searching for some, uh, uh, you know, video of goats and llamas. Is that what you've been, been doing, mate? I thought that's what you were intimating there with your, uh, you know, as you're trying to make your move, your move on sign there. I thought you might have answered it. Maybe on your, your chat roulette you were trying to talk to me about, you know, maybe it sort of come across, uh, you know, uh, some sort of a strange chat roulette there with a goat. Wasn't sure. Chat roulette, tell me more. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, me neither. I don't what know what we're talking about, about either. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, look, it might be, it might be a good time to take a break. What do you reckon? It's getting oh, silly. Perfect time for a break. Hey, Lewis. Hey, Robbie. Have you heard about a new service called Gap Only? Oh, a little bit. Well, what's it all about? Well, look, we're actually organising it at my clinic at the moment, and basically what it means is that pet owners that have an eligible pet insurance policy, they can claim on the spot while they're still at the clinic. No way. So for clients at your clinic with eligible claims, they don't have to pay the full vet invoice, just the gap amount not covered by their pet insurance policy? That's right, mate. On the spot. Wow, that sounds pretty rad, man. Rad? That very 80s, dude. I was more a, more a sort of cowabunga, righteous kind of guy myself. <laughs> but you know what? To find your nearest participating vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. That's G-A-P-O-N-L-Y.com.au. T's and C's applies. Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. Gap Only! All right, all advice on this show is general in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing. Please let us know if we've missed anything or if you find Lewis's goat jokes inappropriate. Lewis, what do you got? Speaking of inappropriate... Breast, breast wishes, mate. Breast, breast wishes to everyone. Is that... Yeah. <laughs> no. Nice that one. Was great. That wasn't great, was it? No. <laughs> We're not cutting that. We're not retaking that. I said that, and I thought Lewis is not going to let me do a retake on that. We're just going to have to roll with it. I'm just going to love it. Soldier on, head down, bum up, get through it. Breast wishes, everyone. Breast wishes. Yes. And speaking speaking of that, we got. I'm going to talk. I've got an article I want to talk about. Yes. Have you got the Have you got the form there, mate? What does it say? Uh, let me see. What, 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 coming up with um, uh, main topic: humping and mounting during COVID bedroom time. Who put that in there? Come on. Sure. You know, they'd have to be there. It's, it's, it sounds like it's a right up our, right in our wheelhouse, Lewis, I'll be honest with you. Oh, exactly. Well, well, this is what I want to talk about. I, I thought, it'd be, it's, you know, it's not COVID related, something different. You know, we had enough talk about COVID for, for today. Yes. This, this week. So I'm going to talk a little bit about mounting in dogs. Now, I think I might have touched on this before a long time ago, but I, want, I just want to touch on it again. It came up in my Facebook feed and I thought it was a, was a good relevant topic, um, you know, with, with well, potential people spending a lot more time at home. Yeah. Um, and, it is uh, happening. And, you know, yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe maybe more cuddling time oh. between, between, between you, your pet and you and, and, well, or your partner even. Who knows? Anyway, so look... <laughs> So uh, this, yeah. thing, this is about obviously mounting and humping in dogs. The first thing oh, good. I want to say good. is 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 mounting does not equal dominance. 
Good. Oh, there you go. Yes. A lot of people make that mistake, don't they? When something's humping something else, they're thinking they're trying to dominate them. Exactly. So this is, this is a part article from, uh, from Facebook, from Rise and a Veterinary Behaviour, who I love on Facebook, so gives some great tips. And also a little bit from Victoria Stillwell's Positively site that I'm taking some information from. So in the language of dog behaviour, mounting or humping may have several synonym, synonyms. In other words, it's a behaviour that may look the same, but in different contexts has completely different meanings. So for instance, you know, you've got the dog that's humping your leg. Uh, you can mm-hmm. have a dog yes. that is humping, humping or mounting another dog um, yep. or another, uh, I suppose uh, you do have some dogs that will hump and mount the cat, I guess, in that sort of situation. And then you do have some dogs that hump and mount. Uh, yeah. You'd have some dogs that hump or mounts toys or pillows Blankets. or other, other soft, soft objects. And so there can be several reasons as to why um, this is occurring. The first one is, um, is number one. I'm, I'm beside myself. Oh, so I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit stressed, little stressed. out. Uh, yeah. There's stuff going on that's stressing me. Uh, there's a little bit too much excitement going on. I'm really not sure what's going on. So I'm going to hump something or mount something. Second one is I feel a little bit conflicted. So this, this is a classic one of, uh, of when a dog might be a little bit anxious around a certain person. Person, you know, I'm conflicted on one hand, I maybe want to bite you or I want you to go away. But on the other hand, I better not bite you because I'll get in trouble or I really don't want to bite you or uh, I want you to go away. But on the other hand, then I do want to be close to you. So, so some conflict going on there. Mm. The third one can be um, I'm a little bit worried or anxious. So every time um, you come and visit, um, I, you put me a little bit on edge. I'm a little bit unsure about you. And this, this reminds me of almost the very first behaviour house call that I ever did. I went to a, um, a lovely house in, in Turak and I was a little bit nervous. Hadn't done a house call on my own before. I thought, oh, yeah, you know. And, um, and I think I probably knew what the problem was. But I went in and, and, um, and, and it was a little spoodle dog. And went in, met the owners, all that sort of thing. And within three seconds of being coming in the front door, I knew what the problem was. I was there for an hour and a half, I reckon, two hours, and the dog did not stop humping my leg. Right. For literally, for literally an hour and a half of the whole thing. And it was Gee, my really? first concert. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> no idea what to do. Right. And so this is what can happen as well. I think I think the dog was just really anxious, really conflicted. Um, I certainly would know what to do today, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But it was a case of where I just did not know how to get this dog off my leg i thought it was absolutely hilarious but i had to put on a professional face at the time it's very hard to gain face it when you've got a spoodle going absolutely you know honeymoon on your uh on your on your calf muscle it's a it's a bit it's a staying at stamina exceptional stamina gee you're right you know just just all night (laughs) like a lumberjack well potentially potentially so (laughs) so so often is if there's a whole group of people who arrive as well, sometimes they'll choose the least threatening person to hump, right. um, which is a bit confusing. Uh, we're not really sure why that is, but that's a, it can be a sign of anxiety as well. Fourth one can be, I need attention now. So I want your yep. attention. It's, it's previously been reinforced. And a classic one can be the dog that's laughed at or. Oh, uh, isn't you know, it funny? It, Look at that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and the dog thinks, oh, it's great, or you know, you hump my leg, and I sort of you push me off, or you give me a cuddle, and you know, it's a bit, bit conflicting, conflicting. But I seem to get attention with it. Um, the next one can be uh, play. It's often something that's um, 
that's really common in puppies um, is, is often where people first see humping behaviors in, in young puppies. Um, and it's really amazing how quickly owners get uncomfortable when yeah. they see their dog humping or being humped. They think, oh, this is not right, something not right. And, and in puppies, often it, it can, um, it, it's totally normal and natural. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying to have sex with other puppies or, you know, they're definitely no. not trying to be dominant of other puppies. And no, it does not mean that they're, uh, that they're homosexual either. That's, that's a really common no. when male dogs hump each other. Um, you know, I certainly hear that quite a bit. Oh, he's, 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 he's batting for the other side, but no, he's not, you know, he's, he's, he's a team player. He's just having fun. Yeah. Having a good game. <laughs> um, and, and I guess in that situation, you know, when does it, you know, when do you know it's a problem if there's a group of puppies playing? Um, and I guess we see there's a problem in puppies if if one dog is particularly targeting another dog incessantly and won't let them go. So if it's a bit yeah. more of a, you know, I have a hump of you and then we jump off and we run around and play each other and then you maybe have a hump of me and then we switch around and we sort of play, that's all fine. It's yeah. when one uh, becomes the uh, um, the only one that's dominating the other one and 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 uh, and and won't um, won't leave them alone. And sometimes then you've got to intervene at that stage. Would um, you call that a, and, call that a unilateral humping, Lewis? Maybe, mate. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah potentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Where it's not, not, no. No reciprocation, is that what you're saying? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That is just just one, and, uh, one humping taking place, and yeah, there's no um, no teamwork of the humping. An un unrequented hump. Unrequited hump. Yes. Unrequited. Yeah, requited. Unrequited. Unrequented. I don't know. Something like that. We'll sort it out later. So, and and also, if, if a dog won't communicate, that needs to hop off as well, and it grabs on harder. Um, and and if that happens, you, you may need to try and evaluate why the puppy is doing that in that situation. Mm. Um, as in, generally, most puppies want to wrestle, run around, and chase each other, than hump each other incessantly. So you need to need to have a bit of a close look as to as to why that that might be occurring. So um, so I guess. And then comes the aspect of what do you do when your dog is humping? And, and I guess we just sort of covered that then. Firstly, you need to look a little bit at the situation. Why is it occurring? Um, because that can help you determine how you might go about sort of, you know, treating the behaviour. So there's three, three ways that, um, that you can work on, on uh, handling the humping situation. Uh, first is to recognise if it's due to stress. Um, yes. And why is your dog stressed? So uh, what can you do to reduce their stress and therefore reduce their humping? If you can't reduce the stress, how, you can manage the, how can you manage the situation to help your dog? Is there conflict between, between two dogs in a playgroup with one of them nonstop humping? If so, it'd be time to end the playtime and go home. Um, being proactive um, is a good idea because often if your dog's just humping, that can sometimes... Um, sometimes escalate to aggression in some dogs. So, so it's important to, to stop that and maybe say, look, it's time you're getting a bit overworked, you're a bit anxious, you're a bit stressed at the dog park. Um, it might be, might be time for us to, to move on. That one particular dog seems to be sort of annoying you. So it's time mm. for us to go home. And there's a really good point in the article that comes up. Uh, um, maybe the arrival of a new baby or another Stress, uh, major life-changing event in the house has caused the stress. So it's never too late to desens start desensitizing, desensitizing your dog to baby sights and sounds, mate. 
Any any ideas as to, to anything at all? You sounds like hocus, that could help. Sounds like hocus pocus to me, mate. <laughs> well, I know an idea. There's a book. Oh, do you? Oh, there's wow. A, yeah, oh. yeah. There's a book. Every time I plug it, mate, sales go up. You know. Oh, that. oh really? That's that's spike. terrific. Yep. A spike. Yep. Yep. A spike. Yeah. Oh, so we, too- we're trying to non-flatten this curve. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, uh, so tell your dog you're pregnant. Essential <laughs> yeah. guide for dog owners who are expecting a baby. It comes with a CD and MP3 sounds. There you go. Get it on ba- babyandpet.com.au. And, I, and the, I don't pay anything for that ad. It's great. Oh, there you go. Nice. I thought you were going to say something about how, um, you know, if, if a new baby's come along with it, maybe the dog's seen, you know, that, that it, then a, uh, it's a learnt behaviour because they've seen you know, a, a, a similar action. And then, you know, the, then that precludes the, you need to have the book of how to tell your dog you're pregnant. Uh, well, now the dog knows that because it, saw something happen in a few months ago. So, you know, it's, well, it's mate, really aware that you're pregnant because, you know, pregnancy only happens one way. Or, or maybe it's how, how to tell your dog you're trying to get pregnant. Is that what you're <laughs> maybe. There you go. Do, 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 so, so I guess... Do you have the MP3 of those sounds on there or...? No, no, mate. That's where you search for your, for your goat video. You find oh, those no, that's on. where you get that one from. Right, I've got your sweet... <laughs> Sweet Valley goat goat videos in Silicon Valley is that the one? That's when you type breast wishes into your into your Google. That's when you get it, mate. <laughs> so um so yeah so any change in the house can cause a stress sort of situation. So management can be the best solution in those situations. You know, if your dog's stressful in a certain situation, put him in another room with a cog filled with food or a yummy treat for some chill out time might be a really good good situation. Uh, the second um, way to sort of handle the situation is to um, realise that the humping might be behaviour that needs help behind, beyond just behaviour modification or management. Maybe there's an underlying anxiety that, that's mm. a cause of it. So, so it might be something you need to have a chat to your um, your vet or a behaviour vet about to see if maybe there's some options, some other options that might might assist them in, in that sort of situation. Certainly. Uh, in some dogs, um, if if a dog is humping you, you might be able to interrupt them by walking away or cueing them to a different behaviour. So if you're getting a dog to sit or drop, it's really hard for them to mount your leg if they're sitting or dropping. So teaching a different behaviour and what you want them to do in that situation. Maybe I want you to go to your mat now if you're stressed about something or if you've done crate training, go into your crate um, and, and tell them to do that and addressing um, addressing their their anxiety at that time, um, so so it's important to to look at the underlying reason for, for the mounting. Um, they can also you know they can mount your legs and arms or things um, as a as a displacement behaviour, um, and uh, and it may be complex as as to why why they're sort of doing it. Um, some some actually some reasons I didn't give in as to why they're doing it as well. Some dogs actually just I think feels good. Yep. particularly when they're doing to toys that yep. sort of thing i mean you know if, if it feels good then uh then then keep keep yep 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 just uh yeah. uncomfortable silence there yep yep no. yep, yep. If, and, and all if they get hey. if it feels good they're gonna do it that's right exactly and occasionally sometimes there can be some medical causes too so it's important to if it's something your dog's just started doing and they're sort of you know middle age you know like a urinary tract infection in females or on males as well or um inflammation of vaginitis like inflammation of the vagina the the lady bits or something like that um there's less common sort of issues maybe some you know um sometimes testosterone issues those sorts of things so, so there is sometimes some medical causes that can cause it as well 
Um, so, so important, but the important thing is, you know, it's, it's definitely not dominance related. And sometimes in some situations, let the dog do it. If yeah. it's not harming, you know, hurting themselves, it's not irritating another dog. Um, and it's not like a totally uh, so you know, massively humanly socially unacceptable behavior. It's not, it's not the mother every time the mother-in-law comes and visits or, or something like that, yeah. you know, running up to the school principal. Yes. School principal yeah, would be a tough one. That, that'd probably be okay. So, you know, if it's the homeschool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, sometimes just, just let them do it. And I do have some owners who say, yep, you know, he gets a bit stressed in the evenings. Um, you know, he's got his, his favorite cushion there. He goes to town on his cushion and then he, and he goes to bed and he, he sleeps all night really well. But if we deny him that, then he's a bit stressed and he seems a bit, bit sort of anxious. So, so certainly allowing them to do it is, is certainly something that, um, that, that, that is, uh, it is fine. But I think the biggest take home stuff is number one, there's no dominance related with it is totally oh, dominant. Um, you know, you know the, the, there isn't, you know, that, there isn't most of the time there is no dominance aspect to it at all. And if it's in a park situation or with other dogs, then you need to think about removing your dog. They're just not playing appropriately. Um, and if it's a home environment to look at underlying stress or conflict that may be going on and, and, uh, and maybe just allowing them to enjoy time with the toy. Plush a file. What's that? Plush a file. Plush a file. A furry. Yeah. I see your eyes light up, mate. You know what's going on there. I know Plush what you're file. talking about. Yeah. Now, one thing what I want to... What is it? To, well, I'd, I'd have to Google that too, Lewis. I'm far too... <laughs> um, now, right. one, one thing that, um, that, that I'm not sure if they had in the article that you might have might have omitted, but I think it's probably one of the most important things, is whether or not, say, with your, your oodles or things like that, is, um, is the uh, production of static electricity. Um, is there any issues there with um, you know shorting out of electrical equipment if you've got a um, a particularly you know, furry dog, as you say, or a plushophile dog that's you know sharing some electrons, you're know, developing a, an electric charge, if you will, and then um, having that discharge through you know an electrical circuit. Is there any um, any any issues with you know burns or anything like that that we have to worry about? Apart from <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from carpet burns, I think they're pretty safe. <laughs> That'd be even worse. I don't know, your shag, your, your spoodle versus the shag pile carpet. Girl, you, you'd probably be able to run your house for three hours on that. <laughs> Very good. I wouldn't be touching any sensitive equipment while you're doing the humping, no. I wouldn't do that, no. I don't think it's a good idea. Doing the humping or the dog doing the humping? Yeah, it's a, yeah I don't know. Yeah, He's yeah. got to be quiet there. You need to talk to your mic, mate, a bit closer. All right, if I talk any closer to my mic, I think I'd be, you know, better. I'd, be, I'd be mounting it. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> All righty. So I think, uh, look, if you've got any questions about humping, uh, then send Robbie, send Robbie an email. Happy to chat about it. <laughs> Two vets talk humping at gmail.com. <laughs> Two vets Very talk good. vets at gmail.com. Uh, you know, be be careful about looking for you know at humping websites. You know, just be just be careful. Make sure you got your parental um, you know parental lock on Google before you're doing that. <laughs> Fair enough. Make sure you're not homeschooling at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen All that right. come through on Seesaw. 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are on, uh, check out on Instagram. Robbie's going to put that photo of the grass that, uh, that um, Melvin's been snorting. Sneezing up. That's right. Yeah, we'll get that on there. So, uh, so that'll be that'll be great. Um, find us at Patreon.com. Send us, us some cash if you can. We know things are tight at the moment. You know, yeah. otherwise, uh, you know, keep uh, keep, keep enjoying uh, listening. Uh, leave us a review. That's really nice too. I think we're up to about sort of you know sixty odd reviews or something like that on iTunes, which Woof. is nice. So, you know, if you if you've got the time and you want to uh, send us a review, you know, that'd be great as well. Um, and otherwise, and if, you re- uh, if you if you read my book and you want to review it, go to Amazon. Review it there. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for bringing yeah. that up, Robbie. Uh, you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. You know, uh, <laughs> just in case your dog needs to work out how you got pregnant, uh, you know, go and go and leave a review. I did leave a review on that um, years ago when when we first got into contact about your book. It might, it might have that's gone nice, by now. Mate. Yeah, that's yeah. A, you're yeah, welcome. Thanks so much. Did, was it? Uh, I really like uh, Lewis. Is a great guy. Bre- breast wishes, Robbie. <laughs> that, I actually, I actually had that as a review. This, this is the breast guide to telling your dog you're pregnant out there. It's the breast read I've had in ages. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting out of control. We got to go. How to tell your breast friend that you're pregnant? Righto. Righto. <laughs> um, uh, be safe, everyone. We'll scratch you later. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.